Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we dig in deep to analyze the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. I'm Andy Nelson from thenextreel.com. And I'm Pete Wright, also from The Next Reel. Of course, we are talking about Jon Favreau's 2008 film, Iron Man, where all of this began. And joining us on the show today is our dear friend, Heidi Bennett, with the Vibrant Visionaries podcast. Hi, Heidi. Hey, guys. So great to reconnect with you after, I don't know, like a month or so. <laughs> Heidi Bennett makes this the fun cast, not the humdrum <laughs> cast. <laughs> what? <laughs> Pulling it out like a pro, Pete. Okay, you know, I like to keep it relevant. I like to dance. I like to dance with it a little bit. You know what's so great about Heidi Bennett being here is she's an old, uh, old hat. At, uh, I was going to say, where are you going to go with this? She's, <laughs> I'm just going to drop old. it right there. She's old. No, she's an old hat at these movie by minute. She's the expert. We could learn a thing or two. Absolutely. What what were the ones that you did? Because you did a few of these. Yeah. Um, so I started uh, with one of my favorite films. I think that's always a good way to start. I started with This is Spinal Tap. And so we did Spinal Tap Minute. And that was very rewarding because guess what? Everybody loves Spinal Tap. <laughs> this was super fun. Well, to I talk. can only hope you turned it up to 11. <laughs> we definitely, <laughs> and then some. <laughs> that's awesome. That, that's awesome. What was the other one that you did? Uh, Cabin in the Woods, yeah. right? Is that the other one? Yeah. You did? yeah. Uh, we titled it Cabin Minute Cast just because the Cabin in the Woods Minute was a bit of a handful, you know, a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> but yeah, we did the Cabin in the Woods. So I did the first one with Sean German, uh, Spinal Tap Minute, and then with Molly Balin, my, uh, another friend of mine, we did cabin minute cast. So that was fun because it was, you know, funny and scary and suspenseful. And people like to come on and talk about all the different creatures and stuff that came on. So it was, it was nice. It was so sort of different than the other movie, except for there being humor and both of them. That's fantastic. I have to ask, what was it? If you go back to, to your, thought process before you started Spinal Tap that made you think, hey, you know what I should do? I should do a podcast in which I talk about one movie one minute at a time because we're still on minute 17 and I feel like, uh, you know, there's a lot to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I did start listening to Star Wars Minute a few years ago, and I fell in love with that podcast. I thought it was so entertaining, and I really felt like it was, I was, I love Star Wars, but I was really passionate about the relationships, the humor, the um, the way everybody, you know, just got together and got to know each other and started having like, you know, inside jokes and things that were just this community of people who love movies and like to, to you know, start calling Jimmy Sp Smith, Space Jimmy Smith, and then <laughs> right. that's that's just it from now on. He's Space Jimmy Smith, and uh, <laughs> I've been a big fan of podcasting in general for many many years. It's really been like a companion to me as somebody who works for myself. I like to have these other voices in my ears, and I like them to be fun and funny and kind of uplifting people. So. The idea of doing one myself, I felt like to start out, I'd start with a movie that I loved and with 
Spinal Tap, there's so many jokes packed into every minute, and there's so many things happening in the background. I just thought it would be a nice sort of soft entry, if you will, because there'd be a lot to talk about. Hallelujah to that. That is such a fun movie, and I have not spent nearly enough time with it. Try spending. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're learning. We are learning. (laughs) You know, you know. Well, uh, we should jump into today's show. So today we are digging into Minute 17, which starts with an ultra-casual Obadiah asking Tony how it was for him. And ends with Tony waking up after 30 seconds of horror. Pretty action-packed minute that we have here. It really is. We get some good jokes and... Repartee. Repartee? How do you say <laughs> that? Repartee. I prefer repartee now. <laughs> repartee. <laughs> Between all of them, yeah. This is that minute that takes us back from the flashback that we got early on, uh, where we jumped back 36 hours earlier. And now all of a sudden, we're going to end in kind of the present. But before we get to the present, we should spend a few minutes because we have Obadiah here and uh, or Obi, as we learn that uh, that Tony likes to call him, which is such a cute nickname for it really is adorable <laughs> for such a high level of uh, businessman. I just can't picture calling him Obi. It's like a, a cute little <laughs> nickname for him. <laughs> Now, you guys were um, mentioning before we got on mic and started recording that you've also discussed uh, the comics. Is is Obadiah a character straight from the comics or is he something for, for these no, movies? No, he, he okay. was in uh, the comics um, quite a ways down. I think he, he came in around issue 160 or so of the invincible iron man and it was an interesting character because he was the like the chess master or something and and uh, he was he had these guys who were dressed like chess pieces who were <laughs> who were fighting against tony and you never knew who was behind <laughs> them you it was it was totally out of like inspector gadget you would just see his hand on on a control as he was talking <laughs> to them and that's all you knew until finally you got to meet him and then you learned that he's this this big guy who is a weapons manufacturer just like Tony and one of his uh, you know stiffest competition. And when when Tony goes into kind of his uh, major spiral of alcoholism and he ends up like living on the streets and Rhodey actually ends up donning the Iron Man outfit for like three years, Obadiah actually buys Stark Industries and takes over. And so it's a really really fascinating run mm. of the comics that's definitely worth checking out. I, for some reason, I'm, and I mean, I love, I absolutely love Jeff Bridges. I just saw him recently in the new film by Drew Goddard, who did The Cabin in the Woods. He's he's in the uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. But for some reason, because of the the way he's groomed here, I kept thinking it was Jeff Daniels instead of Jeff Bridges. Like just that, that just got stuck in my brain. And even when I remember this movie, for some reason, I'm thinking like, oh yeah, and Jeff Daniels is in it. And I go, wait, no, that's Jeff Bridges. Like I think of them as two completely different actors with two completely different careers. But like I said, somehow with the beard and the shaved head, it just changed it up for that's me. That's so funny. And I don't know if Jeff Daniels has ever acted with like a completely uh, bald head, has he? I can't think of a time he has. I don't know either. Just, yeah, it's not like because he's bald, right. but it's like the baldness <laughs> gives me face blindness somehow. I don't know. 
all, all bald people look alike now? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> all Jeffs. All Jeffs yes. look alike. Right? <laughs> Once you shave their head, they're all the same. <laughs> well, it's definitely not the the dude. You know, he's really far away from that type of character in this particular film. Yeah. Um, he's. I think he's more akin. We were talking about this in a, another minute, but he's kind of more that presidential role that he is in like The Contender or... And now I'm forgetting what the other ones are, but definitely has a little bit more of that type of character, which he does really well. I, I feel like you don't see this type of of Jeff Bridges as often as you do is like the dude type of character or the or the crazy you know cowboy guy, Shirt, shirtless right. and reclining. Is that the what you're talking about? <laughs> well, specifically? That <laughs> I don't know how often we've seen that one. Period. Yeah. Right. Actually. <laughs> right. We see him here only on the phone, and it was in the I think it was in the last. Maybe it was just an extreme close up that we got of of the phone screen, but we we had more of that discussion of the beautiful uh, necklace he's wearing and how tough it makes him look. Uh, and then the uh, they get in the car. We have our buddy in the uh, who sits in the front of the car. Uh, yeah, we're back. Uh, Garrett Noel is back as Pratt. It's yes, nice to see because we haven't seen him at all until right here. Until right here, as the uh, the the guy opening the door for Tony. And then we have this little exchange that uh, where Rhodey comes up to the car, and this has frustrated me since the first time I saw this movie. This particular exchange. Ask me why. Why? Because of the elbow, you guys. The elbow. This is a continuity <laughs> error. And I. it's like, it's one of those things on the back of Highlights Magazine, you know, like find the wrench in the tree. <laughs> That's what it feels like to me. Because when you, if you look at it, the, the shot, the two shot that we have of uh, Tony, his elbow is out the window and his hand is coming back in the window and right. it's kind of on Rhodey's <gasps> hand. And when oh, no. you go to the reverse shot in the car, his elbow is not uh, hanging out of the car and it drives me batty. I can't unsee it and it makes me nuts. <laughs> oh man now i'll never yet look at this minute again the same this was supposed to be the fun scene not the humdrum scene you see what i did there i brought it back around i have a feeling you're, you're uh, going to keep dipping into that worst one. when i was watching this and i and i i did watch it from the beginning as well just to kind of get myself back in the game here it had been a while since i'd seen iron man because now we know Terrence Howard isn't going to come back in the future, him being such a sourpuss kind of had a different vibe to it for me. Like it was more about the actor than the character. That he's just surly because of contract negotiation or something? Like he's just mad <laughs> right. all the time now? <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, retroactively, his character got that much more irritated exactly. than Tony. Exactly. Well, it's funny because my note with this particular minute was, I mean, because, I mean, they there was a lot of disagreements that they had because Tony was late to the plane and he didn't show up at his awards. And, and you know, we, we have seen nothing but uh, but <laughs> disagreement between these two guys because Tony never is fulfilling his obligations as far as Rhodey is concerned. But it's this particular interaction between these two guys that seems the most hurtful for some reason. Like when Tony says, uh, I'm sorry, this is the fun V, the humdrum V is back there. The look on Rhodey's face, <laughs> it's just like he seems like so hurt and broken. And I, I've never seen that in any of the other interactions thus far in the film. And it's so funny because I'm like, man, he just really takes this hard. 
Like, this is it. Like, Tony has crossed the line here. But you know what's funny about that? I actually think, I love that point, because I think Tony's response, when Rhodey says, good job, he says, see you back at the base. I almost get a feeling that Tony sees it. You know what I mean? There's like this little little nod that just feels like, yeah, Tony kind of gets it. His voice changes a little bit when he says, see you back at the base. Something changes there that I feel like you're totally right, that Rhodey's, it feels like he's hurt. And Tony may know. He may know that he did. He screwed up. It's not, it doesn't matter. It's not going to impact him. <laughs> it's not going to fix things. Yeah. No. <laughs> For that, it takes what happens exactly after this. Yeah, because then we we flash to the the accident it, the uh, or the attack, which is a fantastic montage, and end up in the cave. And I like to think that the whole time that Tony is now going to be in this cave, that all he can think about is that look on Rhodey's face and how much hurt he caused his friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Like if he never got out, that's what he would he would die thinking. You- you went dark, man. <laughs> I, you know, I love seeing movies through your eyes, but man, this is, you just, it's all about, it's vindictive yeah. darkness. That's right. Especially, especially when we're shooting the next sequence through a prism, like that's supposed to be fun. Like it's a kaleidoscope. It's like wonder, wonderland of, of cave horrors. Of cave surgery. Yeah. <laughs> the cave surgery prism montage. <laughs> That's going to be our next list. We need a set of movies that are all shot through a prism that only showcase surgeries in caves. That's going to be the next uh, the next list we have to cobble together. Uh, Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, Heidi. Oh no, I was going to say that um, that the pillows and the bedding and everything to me was like cave prison chic. You know, like, you know, you're in a bad place when you wake up on these striped, you know, (laughs) beds and pillow bed and bedding and pillow. Like, it's kind of a sign that you're not in a great place. Also, there's a hose in your nose and you're connected to a car battery. (laughs) That's also a sign. But uh, true, the sheets really sell it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is a uh, a really nice transition though and that's something that i have been um appreciating more and more with uh john favreau and uh his editing uh, team as i watch this uh film minute by minute is just how fantastic he is at finding the way to transition from scene to scene and i i just i have watched this montage so many times now the way that you know the jeep that humvee explodes and just the fire kind of just dissolves beautifully into the montage of of tony and the surgery and just all these shots and and you know, kind of those overlayered shots where it's like two or three of the same shot at different moments within the shot over each other and it it just creates such a fantastic look and uh kind of having tony upside down everything works really well as we transition to him now in the cave it's really a great way to move us forward yeah it's not so confusing that you don't get what's happening at least an inkling of what's happening and then the sound it's kind of uh, this jumble you know it goes from rock and roll that you know to like this rock and roll mishmash that you could imagine might be in his head you know he might be confused and hearing this sort of discordant sound collage and and, you know once he wakes up the collage of all the sounds goes right into what i what sounds like a distant scream like right about 10 seconds before the end of this minute, you hear just this distant scream that kind of fits perfectly with everything we've just seen, but then also helps really establish 
this location that Tony now wakes in. Yeah, it's almost like that scream is the is the alarm, right? That's the thing that wakes him up. And I think that's really interestingly timed. It, it is. It's just kind of like that distant scream yeah. and he kind of snaps awake. Uh, it is. It's incredibly simple. Uh, this this whole sequence. I mean, it's it is really just you know a, a couple of shots. Like it's not overkill. It's just a, you know you can imagine they do the whole thing in camera. You know, I'm sure they they didn't, but they could. <laughs> and we get the key elements right. We see them actually place the the ring for the magnet in his chest, and that's kind of what we've been waiting for there's the there's the money shot so to speak yeah we see a few of our uh, our actors that we'll we'll talk about in the in the coming minutes but yeah you you see something getting removed from his chest you see the electromagnet getting placed on his chest all the screaming that goes along with it a wonderful wonderful bit the other element that i really like is after we fade out and fade back in on tony the camera is on an arm coming down right toward him, which is a fantastic reverse of the moment when the attack first happens and he gets blown up and he kind of pulls his shirt open and sees that he's bleeding and the camera lifts mm-hmm. away from him. And it's like, now we're coming back into him. It's it's just a nice reversal of that moment earlier. He's been brought back to life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, too, how these minutes play out is because we start this minute by looking at a man from above on a bed. And then we end it, the different man from above on a bed. Oh, that's interesting, right? Mm. Anything else with this minute, you guys? I got nothing. We got so many juicy minutes. To <laughs> we sure do. The only thing I was going to say, which is is previous minute, not this minute, but a minute that I wasn't around for, was I did enjoy that the first time we're introduced to John Favreau that it's in Vegas. Did you guys happen to? <laughs> <laughs> right. I just thought nice that was nod. a fun <laughs> little, a you know. You know, it's funny. We we talked about that scene and, and we actually talked about swingers, but for some reason we didn't connect the two. So I'm glad that you actually brought that well, up. There you go. Yeah, me too. That's well what I'm timed. here for. <laughs> I should say poor, poorly timed. We should have caught that. And yes, great addition. <laughs> but I'm glad it's here now. Yes. Heidi, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. My pleasure. If you want people to track you down, where can they uh, find you and your shows? So, yeah, my current show is Vibrant Visionaries. You can find that at vibrantvisionaries.com. And there's my social links there and ways to subscribe if you're interested. It is conversations with clever, compassionate, multi-creatives. So I talk with filmmakers and actors, comedians, people who do a lot of different creative things. So fellow podcasters and people who have interesting creative lives. They're very casual conversations, but we like to talk about how we, um, you know, how we do what we do and sort of lessons we've learned along the way. And it's a, it's really fun. So there's that. And then the other ones are Spinal Tap Minute. So that's at SpinalTapMinute.com and then Cabin Minute Cast, which is at CabinMinuteCast.com. Sounds like they're easy to track down. (laughs) I try to make it easy. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, that is it for today's show, everybody. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the show for free at MarvelMovieMinute.com. Join us over in our Discord chat room and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Next Reel. And if you like what we do and want to support us and get some cool stuff, become a patron over at patreon.com slash the next reel. 
until tomorrow, true believers. 